You're listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast. The OPP is brought to you by Natural Stacks, makers of 100% natural and open source supplements designed to help you live optimal. For more information on how to build optimal mental and physical performance into your life, go to naturalstacks.com. Oh, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, workshop host, podcaster, a butcher, a baker, and a candlestick maker. And on today's show, we're joined by Dr. Michael Pound. Michael Pound is a inventor, and he invented the Perfect Fit Pillow, which was funded on Kickstarter in like half a day. And I have been sleeping on the pillow that Dr. Michael Pound has designed for the last couple of weeks, and it is, it's, it's as cool as a pillow can get. <laughs> it's cooler than the underside of the pillow. Um, he is an expert in pain management. He's got a a diploma from the Academy of Integrative Pain Management with certificates in nutritional pain management. And in 2009, he started his private practice. And he also runs the HealBetterFast.com. He's got a podcast called Heal Better Fast. He's an expert in pain. Where does pain come from? How do we deal with it? How do we explore it? And part of his service to people is was to design, apparently, reluctantly, this pillow that is uh, modifiable, interchangeable, uh, very, very low chemicals. So it's not toxic like most of the pillows that most of us sleep on every night. And this is a pretty interesting conversation. We dive into a whole bunch of cool topics. The fact that the pain is in the mind, which is why opiates and pain pills are so overly prescribed and abused. We talk about chronic pain as the most common cause of long-term disability in the United States. The fact that almost 100% of our pain is misattributed. We think it's one thing, but it's really almost always something else. We talk about sleeping and sitting postures and how, uh, the, how we sit and how we sleep is really screwing up our recovery. We talk about accelerated arthritis. When you sleep in the wrong position, you get a kinked neck. And even if you don't really notice it, um, it it can accelerate other sort of deficiencies that you already have biomechanically. Uh, we also talk about the pillow specifically, how it works, my experience with the pillow and the fact that I am sort of a junkie for sleep, well, for biohacking stuff, but also for sleep and the fact that I saved up my, saved my money and spent thousands of dollars on special beds that are organic material. And so that my, we, my wife and I wouldn't have allergens and we wouldn't have to worry about dust mites accumulating in our bed, which is something that we all experience. And Uh, We also talk about what he thinks is the best way to experiment with the type of bed that will work better for you. He suggests that you get a four-pound high-density memory foam topper for a couple hundred bucks and start from there. We talk about what makes a good pillow, and this is a uh, kind of interesting conversation because how often do you talk about pillows? Uh, and, but it's all tied back to managing managing your pain, and I I know that a lot of us are in quite a bit of pain. Also, one more thing before we kick off the episode is that if you go to perfectfitpillows.com, that's the place where you can purchase the Perfect Fit Pillow. And if you use the code OPTIMAL50, you get $50 off this amazing pillow that I I really do like and that I've been sleeping with every single night and I've taken on a couple of weekend trips too. So go to perfectfitpillows.com and use the code OPTIMAL50 for $50 off your purchase. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Michael Pound. You're listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast, and I'm your host, Sean McCormick. 
It's the OPP. I'm a performance coach, a wellness entrepreneur, a blogger, a speaker, a biohacker, and it's my privilege to bring to you the leading experts in the field of performance. So let's dig right in. And we're here with Dr. Michael Pound. Dr. Pound, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Hey, thanks, Sean. Glad to be here. So I usually start with the same first question for all of my guests, which is what time is it where you are and what have you put in your body today? But given the topic of our conversation, you're welcome to answer that, but I'd like to switch that around and say and ask this question, how well did you sleep last night? Oh, well, to answer the question about sleep, I slept great last night. (laughs) Um, And uh, well, to answer your first question, uh, it's 10 o'clock here, 10 o'clock in the morning. And I have the only thing I've had is a glass of lemon water. Um, But I I don't typically eat until the afternoon. Are you doing uh, keto? Are you doing OMAD or just uh, intermittent fasting? Yeah, I'm I've been intermittent fasting for about five years. Um, sometimes I'll cycle through with keto, but uh, for the most part, I just try and keep it simple, you know, put good things in my body. And so um, usually I'll eat uh, about one o'clock in the afternoon. And when you eat, when you break your fast at one, what do you typically start with? Typically, I start with a protein shake. Uh, because I'm getting ready for uh, my afternoon shift at work. So I'll just get something pretty low calorie, just give me a little bit of energy. And um, and then I'm usually good to go. So I'll have a lower calorie kind of lunch to break the fast. And then uh, usually my wife will make something great for, for dinner. And uh, then I can eat whatever, you know, however much I want. <laughs> nice. So this is sort of an interesting um, exchange here because you recently had – uh, one of the Natural Stacks founders, Roy Krebs, on your podcast. And I'm curious, uh, how is it that you got connected with Roy? What did you guys talk about? And, uh, and an opportunity to plug your podcast here. So where, how did that conversation go? So Roy was a great interview and just, I love his focus and his attention to detail. And he's a guy that I could probably talk to. Well, we talked to for over an hour on our half an hour podcast. So he's just a a guy that's really easy to talk to and, and have a lot in common with. So I was initially attracted to the, the company just based off of their brain health and their brain focus emphasis. And what I learned more more about his supplement company and the fact that he uh, basically sources everything that they use in their supplements. He knows where it comes from, and that's really important in the supplement industry. And so it just really intrigued me in what he does and why he does what he does. And so my wife actually played sports. She played soccer uh, all, all the way up through until college, and she – she has been talking about kind of some memory issues and wondering if it's related to all those headers. And we're seeing that a lot when it comes to sports nowadays, that uh, there's that worry of concussion and the future problems that happens, these undetected concussions that cause damage later on. And so, yeah, Roy was a great interview and I, I learned a lot. So the podcast is Heal Better Fast podcast and his episode's coming out soon. And, and it, it's one that you should listen to for sure. 
tell us a little bit about your background. Um, we're going to talk about sleep. We're going to talk about backs and necks and posture. We're going to talk about pillows, which I'm really excited to do because I'm sort of a fanatic when it comes to um, proper sleeping. Um, and I also have a problem that I want your help with. Uh, but before we get to all of that stuff, uh, tell us your background and, uh, and what you currently do. Yeah, so so for the last 20 years, I've been fascinated with studying uh, natural and which, you know, it was a lot. It's funny how kind of the evolution of studying natural health has come about. And now it's even getting harder with, you know, Google suppression of a lot of uh, key terms. And so we kind of look back and and I initially had gotten into uh, medicine as pre-med. I had been accepted to University of Utah Medical School and about that time, I'd met my wife, and she had asked me if I'd ever been to a chiropractor. And I told her no, and she said, well, you should go check them out. Um, so I went to a couple of chiropractors, and uh, and when I saw people walking in and leaving, you know, they walked in in pain and they left feeling better, I, I thought, wow, that's, that's amazing. You know, I want to be able to do that. So I started kind of down a different path, went to chiropractic school, and uh, went into kind of sports, uh, sports-oriented chiropractic school because I want. I thought I wanted to treat athletes. You know, um, I was really fascinated in sports injury, and um, and so I went out to California to school and practiced out there for the last ten years. Um, but really, kind of found my way to pain management uh, when I first started working with the Stanford anesthesiologist, and that's where I started to learn what opioid addiction is, what medicine really does, uh, what pain really is. And, and uh, it really made me compassionate for people who have to deal with pain. You know, you, you see people, some people may be more susceptible to pain and others, you know, they say they feel no pain. And so I was really interested in trying to figure out, okay, why is this? Why is everyone different? Although a lot of the complaints are the same and uh, just really kind of start diving deep into pain management, specifically integrated or alternative pain management, which again is now <laughs> seems to be uh, kind of an, an issue with uh, Google for some reason. Yeah, it's scary. We just released a podcast. Um, by the time this will release, this will have been last week, we re released a conversation with Joe Cohen from Self Hacked and Self Decoded. And we talked for about an hour about Google's medic updates and how it's totally screwed people's ability to find information about alternative health on the internet. And he was suggesting just stop using Google to find information about medical stuff. Just don't like use other ways to find information about health resources. Uh, and again, to remind everybody in case this is the first episode of the OPP you've ever listened to, basically Google has termed has has deemed alternative health alternative medicine alternative pain management holistic health integrated health they've demonized and deranked those search terms so that if you're looking for natural health remedies it's way harder for you and what does that mean that means that every time you go online and search for some alternative healing modality you're going to be pointed more likely toward pharmaceuticals, uh, which is fucking sad, and and it's a huge bummer. And I, it seems like really conscious practitioners like yourself 
conscious people who are trying to help people in a natural, integrated way without the use of gnarly chemicals that are going to screw up their gut and cause addiction. Um, they're reeling. Like there's there's entire industries like reeling from these from these Google updates. Just for a second, Dr. Pound, could you tell us a little bit about what your sense is of these of these Google updates before we move on to uh, other topics? Well, I don't want to get into conspiracy theory here, but you know, you look back into the 1900s, and uh, you know, people ask me what is the opioid crisis. And back in the 1900s uh, or 1990s, even pharmaceutical companies basically reassured the medical community that patients would not become addicted to opioid pain medication. And now we look forward and there's, you know, there's over 130 people dying a day from opioid misuse and 11.4 million people misuse these prescriptions for opioid medication. And when you ask a lot of these pain management doctors, uh, I've interviewed hundreds of doctors uh, and most of them medical doctors. I mean, this is not even just alternative healthcare providers. These are mainstream medical doctors. They they wouldn't even take these medicines that they're prescribing. And so I say, well, how come you prescribe them? And and it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that people come in and demand it. And it's not that they're. Uh, it's not. It's just. It, from my experience, it's more cultural. It's it's that we want a fix very fast, and we don't want to have to work for it, right? And so people come in and these doctors are being uh, basically, uh, they're under a microscope. A, if the patient's not happy, they're going to hear about it. Um, and if they don't give the patient what they want, they could receive backlash, especially from insurance companies. And it's interesting how this kind of all works together, the insurance companies, the pharmaceutical companies. And I'm sure there's some some Google connection in there. It's just, just follow the money. Because a lot of these natural or uh, alternative pain management uh, treatment methods have been used for thousands and thousands of years in different countries. It's not something, it's new to us, but it's not something that's new. And uh, and I'm just, the more I work with medical doctors that are, are open-minded and natural providers and alternative providers from other countries, the more I realize that, okay, you know, a lot of it has to do with uh, this kind of this brainwashing that's going on for people on really how to get better and how to heal and, and what pain is and where it comes from. I mean, early Greek and Romans advanced that idea that the brain, it plays a role in producing the perception of pain. And whenever someone comes in and they say, okay, I ask them, what do you want? And they're just like, I just want to feel better. And I'm like, well, that, that's pretty simple. You know, pain is just in your mind and people hate hearing that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but that's really what what produces pain. And so it's really easy. You just numb the mind and you'll feel better. Yeah, yeah. I, I experienced a lot of the same sentiment um, when, and we talked about this before we turned the mics on, but uh, as, a, as a sensory deprivation tank center owner, as a float tank owner, pain management was one of the major things that people came to for. It was stress management, pain management, and sleep aid. And for people who you don't know how people, you don't know what sort of pain people are walking around with every day. You can't see it on them. You can't tell that they are um, totally distracted and um, in, 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 in a lot of pain. And it's tough because uh, it's subjective and it changes and it takes different shapes 
And a lot of people just want to run away from that pain. They want to run away from that feeling rather than addressing it, facing it head on, talking about it, thinking about it, working through it rather than, you know, popping a pill and, uh, and having some relief rather than doing some of the structural uh, changes that are necessary or some of the parasympathetic work that they need to, to activate their healing centers. But let's back up. Um, how do you define alternative pain management? Well, so my podcast, the Heal Better Fast podcast, is about bridging that gap between alternative healthcare and mainstream medicine. Right now, many people define alternative healthcare as anything that's not mainstream. Um, and so, you know, that's that's a uh, definition that I can adopt. Um, but w- when I'm looking at when people come into my clinic, typically I'll ask them, okay, what have you done so far? And oftentimes they are on YouTube, they're looking at things and they're trying a lot of these alternative healthcare options that they, they don't, maybe they don't view as alternative, but um, just, just another option other than just kind of popping pills. And so in my practice, I, I would say it's anything to help people avoid drugs or surgery. Um, and so most of the time that's, that's the way I would define it. So, Take us a little further. What, what what sort of modalities could this include? So in my clinics, we have incorporated uh, acupuncture, laser therapy, non-surgical spinal decompression, physical therapy, so exercise, home-based exercise, even supplementation. I'm certified in nutritional pain management. Um, so and 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 we even refer out for cognitive behavioral therapy. Now, when we get into something like, you know, flotation therapy, that's, that's really a cool subject. And when I was first introduced to this, this was about 15 years ago. Um, I remember I went to this chiropractor and they told me that there's this flotation center downstairs and that they wanted me to go down downstairs and, and go check it out. I said, okay. So I went downstairs and in this small room was this little like pod or coffin looking thing. And they said they wanted me to climb in it you know, without any clothes on and sit there for an hour. And I thought, you gotta be crazy. You know, how's this going to help? And I, I, so I said, okay, whatever. So I crawled in and, um, and laid there for maybe like 10 minutes. And then they kind of knocked on the door and opened it up. And I, I said, well, I thought we were going to be in here for an hour. And they're like, you were in there for an hour. I said, well, what are you talking about? You know, I was only here to like 10 minutes. And, um, and so, you know, so I told my wife, I'm like, you know, you have to go try it. I don't even know what happened, but you, you got to try it. So she, 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 she gets in and she climbs out and I said, how was it? She's like, my skin and hair feel great. And I was like, well, okay, but how about the experience? You know, tell me about the experience. So she was really excited about it. She slept great that night. She told her, her dad about it. He went and tried it. And then all of a sudden he wanted to buy a flotation tank. And I'll tell you, I'm sure you've, you've been in the business, you know, one of the hardest things to describe is actually what it does and what, what the experience is about. And, um, and, and I try to tell patients, you know, for the most part, I just go and do it. And, and when you're talking about supplements or even what I do laser, it's in chiropractic, it's pretty easy to, to explain it because people have been exposed to it. But when it comes to flotation, you know, being in a pod or even being in the open rooms, it's, it's really hard. There's they're like, so you sit there for an hour, just lay there in the water. <laughs> yes. And it's wonderful. Yeah. 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 It's uh yeah, it's, 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 it's a game changer. Um, I've seen it help. I mean, um, we've helped 
30,000 unique individual people get pain relief, stress relief, and, um, and meditation. You know, like that's the, it's, it's, a, it's a point of pride for me that we've been able to help that many people um, with something so weird and so out there. Um, why is it that chiropractors are so good at including and branching out into additional forms of therapy? Because I know a number of chiros that also do um, Chinese herbalism or are advocates for natural health. Um, can you can you tell me, and maybe you can just speak for yourself, but why is it that chiropractors are so so worldly and integrated in the way that they think about health and pain management? Uh, well, I appreciate that. I hope it's a compliment, but it is. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I, tell you. Yeah, my uh, my experience is, uh, you know, even before I knew what chiropractic was, even when I was young, uh, when I'd have a headache or something, my mom would hand me a pill. And I would be resistant to take it. I, I kind of felt like I wanted to feel what I was feeling, and I didn't want to numb it out. And so when I went to chiropractic school, that that kind of story, when I found this alignment in my career, kind of resonated with a lot of people there. And I think they just, um, I think a lot of us kind of think similarly. We don't like necessarily numbing out our bodies. We want to feel what it's feeling. We don't want necessarily want to suffer. You know, that's. When, when, when some people think about pain, you know, no pain, no gain, or just kind of grin and bear it, you know, I have to bring them back and, and help them realize that pain is not necessarily a good thing. It's like ignoring your check engine light. It's your body's way of telling you what's going on. And, and, and you, it, sorry, the general public hasn't been educated in necessarily all the nuances of what your pain is trying to tell you. So when you go to a healthcare professional, especially someone who's been trained in pain and pain management, their job, what they get paid for and what they, what they should be good at is being able to decode what that pain is telling you about your body. And, and so I look at myself as really that a pain decoder. I'm trying to Figure out what the pain is telling us about what's going on in the body, what's wrong with the body. Because if you just continue to ignore the signals, you're going to cause a lot of other problems, not just with the problem itself, but with the brain and how it looks at pain. Yeah, yeah. The quote of pain is inevitable, but suffering is voluntary has always been, and I don't remember who said that. Do you know what that who that quote is attributed to? No. But you're familiar no, with I it? No, I don't. Yes. Yeah, we all experience pain, and if you go to the Buddhist uh, teachings, like, well, suffering is, uh, life is suffering. What, what, how do you think of pain and the way that the brain tracks it and the way that people associate with it? Because that's what people go to you for, is to help them be um, help them manage their pain or resolve their pain. Um, does pain take lots and lots of different forms for people? Yes, and and now we're seeing as we start applying uh, genomics and other technologies to understanding pain, there seems to be identifi- identifiable genetic factors that, that relate to pain sensitivity. And so when we look at how pain works, when something touches you, you know, it activates these receptors on these big fat 
fast conducting myelinated fibers. And then if it's some sort of injury and insult, it can, it, it will go straight up into the spinal cord, up into your brain, and then goes, you know, through a series of like the thalamus, the frontal lobe to figure out, okay, have, has this happened before back to the posterior parietal cortex? And, it, and essentially it's just a bunch of electricity running through your body. And so when we look at, you know, when we look at what pain is initially, it's so our body's way of telling us, okay, something is going on. Let's try and figure out what's going on. But when you look at chronic pain, which is defined as pain going on for more than three months, these little channels, think of it like a stream along the way. And that stream is kind of digging a little bit deeper each time. And so if you keep ignoring that pain, that those fibers will continue to shot, uh, send electricity through and actually cause extra sensitivity in these little, uh, these little neurons that are firing. And so all of a sudden after three months, the problem may be gone or maybe have healed by that point, but these pain fibers are extra hypersensitive. So they're going to continue sending these signals to your brain that there is pain there and when there's nothing wrong. And so what's the problem with that? Well, then your body will actually try and avoid pain. So it does things to compensate and that leads to other problems. And we commonly see this, you know, in the chiropractic field when we're talking about posture and movement and how people move or how people sit. You know, you're sitting in a position to avoid pain. Well, if you keep on doing that, you're going to cause problems on the other side. It could be accelerated degeneration or pinched nerves on that side or even simple uh, muscle shortening and lengthening and tightening. And, and then, then it gets really confusing. Okay, what's causing pain? Where is the pain truly coming from? What, what is the problem at this point. It could be multiple problems at this point. And so it's so important to really figure out when you first feel pain, what is going on. And again, working with someone who has been trained in decoding pain can help you figure out how to come up with a solution so you don't have to suffer. Sure, we're all going to go through injuries and illnesses in our lives. And, and that's, you know, like you said, that's part of life. But when it comes to uh, these this this pain and chronic pain, which is really the most common cause of long-term disability here in the U.S., uh, we really have to figure out a different approach to it. When it comes to people and their pain, are most are most of us clear on the source of that pain and the cause, or or is it a mess for people and there's just confusion and their pain they're in pain and they don't know why. Yeah, the, the bad news is it's uh, almost 100% of the time <laughs> that people aren't necessarily uh, understanding where the pain is coming from. And this, you know, I, I try to take it in kind of baby steps uh, because a great example of this is this uh, 48-year-old patient who presented. She was a, a woman who um, was taking out, she was trying to help out her neighbor and took out their neighbor's garbage can. And she went to pull it and hurt her back, right? She pulled her back. And so she came into me. I pulled my back yesterday. It's really hurting. I, you know, I tried taking some uh, Advil. It didn't go away. Uh, how can you help me? And so I looked at her and, you know, I thought, well, this is a common mode of injury. It should, you know, should be pretty straightforward. And I just told her, you know, you know, based off of what you got, you haven't had any previous back pain, you know, no surgeries, no disc problems that you're aware of. Let's just start with the treatment and see, see what happens. And we did a very conservative treatment. It was a very, very – it consisted of like muscle stimulation and kind of light muscle work. Well, next day, it just didn't seem to be responding the way I thought it would. 
And so there's also kind of this, uh, this, uh, intuition that you get as a healthcare provider when you see enough of these. And, and I said, you know, let's go get some imaging. And it turns out that, you know, the imaging came back with crushed vertebrae and cancer all over the place. And, uh, when I sent her for, uh, you know, I, you know, I told her, okay, this is something that I can't help. You're gonna have to go get, you know, further imaging. She called me back and it ended up being stage four cancer. This is a woman who just a few days prior was telling me that her husband and her were planning on retirement. He was almost done working. And, you know, again, she was just kind of doing something nice for her neighbor, but who would have known that this simple sprain strain type injury was actually this underlying problem that had been going on for years that she didn't even know about, you know? And so whenever someone sits in front of me and we're talking about pain, I don't assume that I know everything. I don't assume that they know everything. And I take it kind of with a grain of salt. You know, I listen to what they tell me. I listen close, closer to how they tell it to me because if they're trying to minimize things, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to work with this person. I don't want to have to, if I try and convince them of what I know right now, they're going to be turned off of it and they may not seek the care that they need. But when we get, I mean, I'm, I can't tell you, I've treated thousands of patients and we're seeing hundreds and hundreds of cases of 30 year olds coming in with no history of trauma and disc bulges, disc herniations, pinched nerves. And they're like, what's causing this? You know, at, in the beginning, they're like, oh, yeah, I just slept wrong. Right. And, and so this would kind of lead into <laughs> hopefully us talking about sleep. But that's the most common thing I hear. Oh, I just slept wrong. And, and you're and I love to kind of it depends on their personality. But I'd love to kind of joke with them. OK, you slept wrong all of a sudden 30 years later in your life. You can't even sleep right. Right. And now you're debilitated by this pain that's motivating you to come to me after all the YouTube videos and stretches and exercises didn't work and Advil and Tylenol and heating and massage. You know, they try all these things before they actually get to me. And so, you know, it's but it's usually this underlying problem that they didn't know what was going on due to these horrible sleeping postures or sitting postures. Uh, lack of work, overworking, lack of exercise, and uh, and here we are. We're sitting face to face with someone who has herniated disc and no history of trauma. They've been compensating in a thousand different ways for this little thing that is wasn't quite right and has been not right for 20 years, and now they're making these little adjustments that have just built up, and they're not sleeping in the right posture. Um, I've been sleeping on your pillow, Dr. Pound. I've been sleeping on your pillow for uh, over two weeks and I love it. I really, really love it. Um, let's talk about the pillow. How is it that you came to invent the pillow? Tell everybody what the name of it, how it's designed, uh, and then we can talk a little bit about my experience with it because I have some questions. Yeah, so I'm not really an inventor. I don't I don't look at myself as, you know, someone who, you know, when, I, when it came to creating something, it was you know, quite intimidating, actually, for me. Um, but what I did know is that I was tired of trying all these different pillows and recommending all these different pillows to my patients and having some people like, you know, some things about some pillows and other people, it, it's not really making the cut. And so, I, I've, I was, I've had some pillows that I kind of liked, um, but really not kind of this one size fits all pillow and it's hard. And why? Because we're all shaped differently. We all have different problems. We all sleep differently. We have different sleep habits. We all, uh, have different beds. 
Um, and so, and different preferences. And so when it comes to sleep, sleep is so important for healing the body. And we think that if we just doze off or take some type of sleep medication and wake up in the morning, that we have achieved rest, right? And that's not necessarily true. You know that probably as well as I do. Uh, but what we, we, when we look at sleeping and kind of what got me into this is uh, the number, the number one question I get is, you know, what type of bed do you recommend or what type of pillow do you recommend? And, and I really wanted to have something that I could say, this is what I recommend and not feel like, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to work for you. Cause I'd always give that disclaimer, you know, this is what I'd recommend trying. I'm not sure if it's going to work for you, but go ahead and try it out. And so I wanted something that I, I would personally use. My wife had, has had back surgery. She's very picky when it comes to pillows. Uh, we've been through a lot of pillows. She was one of my first testers when it comes to developing a pillow. No, I don't like this about this. No, I don't like that. Okay, well, let's try and figure out how to get it to work for you. And then I started testing it in the clinic, right, with real patients with suffering with neck pain who are asking me. Okay, why don't you try out this pillow that I designed? And it really started out with me just drawing it on a paper, uh, hooking up with someone who was willing to help me create an actual workable prototype and then trying it out in the clinic. And once we found kind of, once we got feedback and found something that worked for a majority of people across the board, I decided <laughs> to name it the perfect pillow. You know, a pillow that basically you can adjust yeah. to be able to totally. fit you and your sleeping needs without having to you know, compromise this quality because when we think about pillows and sleeping, you know, the one thing my wife, she's a pillow snob too, but not in the way of, okay, I want to find necessarily the perfect fit, which she now has, but, uh, she also is all about design, right? She wanted to look right. So she, we've got maybe 10 or 15 pillows on our bed. They're all decorative, but the perfect fit, <laughs> you, you can relate then, right? You, you've seen it before. <laughs> But the perfect fit pillow is nestled in there, and we got a king size bed. So, and, and you've received the pillow, you know it's it's a big pillow. When you order pillows off of Amazon or on, online, what one thing I found out is that they're created so that they can be shipped inexpensively. The perfect fit pillow is not created that way. It is pretty expensive to ship. So. Um, so I apologize for that. It's not made just for mass production. Well, although we can produce it in mass production, but when you get this pillow, it's a five and a half pound pillow. It's a it's, dense memory the design foam pillow. Is, is, it was is created with memory foam, um, stay put it, memory foam. It's going to hold its shape all night, cradle your neck all night. And that's one of the keys. We don't all, want it to lose shape through the night because like, you can go to sleep feeling great on a pillow, pillow and then it sinks because it just doesn't have any density. And over months, it wears out. You know, and then you're left you. with this like that. You know, floppy but pillow, you can actually change uh, this the impotent level, the pillow of the that, that doesn't work and you're out looking for cool. another pillow. The um, perfect fit pillow is going to hold its shape for years to come. to me is that it's made without formaldehyde, without mercury, without harmful VOCs. I am the kind of guy, and my wife is especially sensitive to odors, and we bought a classic like memory foam bed from Costco a number of years ago and it off-gassed in the garage for weeks and then it off-gassed in my bedroom for months and then I read that yeah even though you can't smell the off-gassing anymore it's still off-gassing and so your face your head 
is literally nestled in this toxic material that you're breathing in all night. So like you wake up and you got a crusty nose or your eyes are puffy. My wife was especially sensitive to it. So we invested, I mean, we saved, we saved up for a while and popped for an organic latex bed that's, mem- uh, the, uh, so organic latex with a organic cotton cover with an organic wool uh, like padding on the top. And then I was using a pillow that was memory foam. And the design was similar and people can people can think about the design of those memory foam pillows that have like a higher side on the top and a lower side on the bottom and it's flat on the other side. And uh, I liked it, but I still would wake up like with a little bit of congestion and irritation in my nasal cavity and I knew that it was from the it was I knew it was from the materials themselves and it wasn't quite like the high side was too too high for my neck and the lower side as it cradles was too low and it was not uh, adjustable but I used that pillow for a long time and then once we connected and I got your pillow uh, and I unwrapped it and I felt how firm it was but the fact that I could adjust the height of it, I've been sleeping on it for two weeks and I, I absolutely love it. Like no irritation. It's just right. And it's because I can, uh, because the layers as you've, as you've designed, there's like a firm layer and a soft layer. You can use both. If you want, you can use one of those. It's interchangeable. It's adjustable. And, and for me, it was like just the, it was the, it was the perfect fit, doc. It was, it was the perfect fit. I absolutely love it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the design process? Did I do a good job of explaining sort of the design of it for people? You did. And that's, you know, the hardest part for getting this pillow out has been being, being able to explain it. And, um, and so I, you did perfectly in your explanation. When I have it in the clinic, I can sell these pillows, you know, every day because people are just looking for a solution. Once they see how it works, they're excited how to use it. And when we first launched our Kickstarter, again, I, this is my first time into a product development design or launching a product, but I had to order a minimum quantity in order to get it priced. I mean, they're, they're high quality in, uh, uh, the, the high quality pillow and the design is not cheap to make. And as I said, it's expensive to ship. So we had to raise a significant amount of money in order to get it down to an affordable type, uh, pillow. So, and typically the pillows that I would sell in my clinic range from, you know, 99 to 120 bucks. And so I knew if I can get, if, if I can get a bigger, better pillow for about the same price, you know, I'd be at least in a good place. So, uh, so yeah, when we, when we launched our Kickstarter, we were funded the first day. It was just kind of some validation that, yeah, okay, we're, we're, this is someone, something that people are looking for. And, and so we, we created this product and really it took a video to be able to explain what it does. 
But then we started listing it on sites like uh, Amazon. And it was, again, it's hard to sell in just one picture when you just see a picture of it compared with all these other pillows. It's hard to make that decision. So I really appreciate you having me on the show to kind of explain it. Well, you did a great, great job in explaining it because once people get to see it, get to feel it, or get to hear about what it does and what it does for people, you know, it's a no brainer. And I've been getting great feedback from people who were a little hesitant yeah. just based off of the you pictures, know, I, but they get the I, pill and they just love it. It's like life changing, you know, yeah, it's, it's smart. like this it's smart aha experience. And my wife, you know, when I first developed the pillow, I, I, I was trying it out and, and she tried it everybody out. Uses and the a pillow. kids, I have four boys, <laughs> I mean, dude, like, kids start sneaking in and our pillow would be missing at night. And so now all of the kids have the perfect fit pillow and my neighbors, my friends, family members. And it's just something that I'm proud to be able to recommend to people my patients and so we use and two I'm happy pillows, that you enjoyed it and Sean. then we use one pillow folded and then turned at 135 degrees to get that sweet spot and it's so stupid it's so silly like when we were going through the process of choosing our bed that had that had no vocs no formaldehyde i mean again like snobby because we really value our sleep so snobby like paying What's for me is a lot of money for a bed. And then I had this shitty pillow. And then I got, and then I started to see these commercials for like the my pillow guy. And he's like, yeah, you can squish it. You can flatten it. And I was like, that looks terrible. That looks absolutely terrible. Like the my pillow, who knows what's in there. And the fact that like he's selling it, like that it's so squishy. Oh, you can smush it up so that it's more of uh, so that it's higher in the middle and then and then lay your head on it it's like you might as well just grab a pile of sweatshirts and pile up a bunch of sweatshirts and try to sleep on that for a pillow it's ridiculous like it needs to support you a pillow needs to cradle your head um but let's go a little bit deeper as i shit on the the my pillow guy and he's corny he's corny um how important what is what is sort of the explanation for like keeping the spine flat and neutral like is is that how important is that for sleep posture <laughs> yeah Yeah, I'm glad, glad you brought that up because that's I really want to talk about that. So, yeah, I have to give props to the guy, the my pillow guy, because everyone who comes into my clinic, they're like, "Are you going to be the next my pillow guy?" And just the fact they know who the guy is, man, they've done great marketing, right? And and the <laughs> the second thing is, you know, that he knows the market, which is we think of sleeping, we should be in this cloud, everything should be soft, right? And so soft seems relaxing. And in, in the case of maybe a float tank, yeah, okay, we can kind of float on the little cloud and feel great. Uh, but when you look at the way we sleep at night or even our posture during the day, I mean, we all know we shouldn't be sitting for long periods, but yet we do it. Well, try sitting with your body tilted to the left all day for days, weeks, months, and years. 
eventually you're going to lead to, like as we talked about in the beginning, accelerated breakdown or wear and tear on one side, accelerated arthritis, accelerated degeneration by not being in the proper posture. And for some people, since they haven't been in that proper posture, when they go to go into a good posture, all of a sudden they're feeling sore and achy and they're like, well, maybe I shouldn't be in a good posture. No, that's not the answer. You should be. You've just been treating yourself horribly up until this point. So we need to get back on track. So we get people back on track slowly, but surely it's just like braces. You know, you're not going to knock all your teeth on the first day right back into alignment. That's going to hurt. It's going to require a lot of surgery to do that. But if you do it slowly over time, over years, you all of a sudden have these beautiful straight teeth that are in alignment. What does that do? Well, it helps the space between your teeth so you don't get as as many uh, gum infections, so that you don't get as many cavities, so that you can chew easier, easier, so you have less problems with your TMJ, with headaches. And so the spine is no different. It's just that we don't see it on a daily basis, so we don't take care of it. But when we come to sl- when it comes to your sleeping posture. If your spine is not in alignment and you're spending eight hours, or could be less than right five or six, seven, eight hours much you sleep, eight hours, eight hours a night sleeping in this horrible position, you're accelerating the degeneration, the abnormal wear and tear on your spine. And so even just think about like tilt your neck, your ear to your shoulder and walk around like that all day. Can you imagine sleeping like that all day or all night? That would be horrible. And and that's why people wake up in the state of, uh, my I've got a kink in the neck, right? And so we use the term, this pill helps you avoid the kink in the neck. Uh, well, is it really, it's really keeping you in proper sleeping posture. And initially, yeah, when you get on the pillow, uh, when you get into proper sleeping posture, which is your nose is lined up with your sternum or the, the breast, you know, the center bone in your body. Uh, when you're in that alignment, if you're side sleeping, then your body is in good sleeping posture. And and so if people have broad shoulders or thin shoulders, then they can't sleep on the same pillow unless it's the perfect fit pillow, because then you can adjust the size. And so when I was when I had these football players and these little t- teeny you know women come into my practice and they they wanted a pillow recommendation. Now I've got this one size fits all pillow that I know that at least when they're going home after I've adjusted them and give, given them the best alignment I can in the clinic that they can continue to have that alignment at home while they sleep. So there's less likelihood of them having to come back over and over again to me. So yeah, when it comes to sleeping posture, side sleepers. Nose should be lined up with a sternum. Your head can be <laughs> tilted a little bit up towards the ceiling, maybe up to 10 degrees, but not too much. And because through the night, again, you relax. If you got a softer bed, you want more of a of a perfect alignment. If you got a harder, more firm bed, then you can give a little bit of give through the night. Um, if you're a stomach sleeper, uh, good luck to you. Because when you think about uh, stomach sleeping, your nose should be straight into the mattress and you'd be suffocating if you, if you had your head in good alignment. So if you're a stomach sleeper out there, just try try to sleep differently. Or what I, what I typically what I do is I'll just go into side sleeping, but I'll, I'll put a pillow in between my legs so that I feel kind of that support. Uh, and for back sleepers, again, this pillow can go almost flat, but still give you that cervical curve, cervical support on the pillow. And I'm glad you brought up that, yeah, it does have different densities. That was kind of just us trying to see, okay, what do people use? Give people in the initial uh, perfect fit pillow kit 
the tools that they need Beautiful. to kind of try it out. And hopefully later down uh, the road, like we'll have different layers like that people can actually oil. interchange. We're even thinking of doing maybe even cooling layers, although that requires, again, more chemicals in the pillow. So we want to try to avoid like too that. many like, chemicals in the pillow. But yeah, people love that, that cooling effect. Uh, even uh, pillowcases that help people heal with infrared fibers woven in. Um, just we're looking, again, to make this sleeping experience a healing yeah. experience so that people no, can not only feel better fast, but heal better fast. Yeah. How important was it for you in the design of this pillow? Uh, and let me, let me before we do that, uh, the experience when you get the pillow is fun because it comes in this package. You know, I you haven't. The, the I would just full, say, people get out and take your shoes layers, off and get outside. <laughs> we need to get outside uh, more, right? But, but yeah, but no, I, ha I haven't thought of that. That's actually a really like, interesting thought because uh, we do spend so much time, um, you know, if we're not doing anything, uh, we might as well get as much as we can while can we're sleeping, it, right? And then you put the flaps back together uh, with Velcro and then you slide it into the pillow case. Um, uh, it was fun for a couple of nights to test like the different layers and how I felt and I'm a really hard sleeper. I go to sleep quick and I sleep through the night and I, I never, I really never wake up in the middle of the night. Um, but I can tell how, how good my sleep was. I don't track my sleep. I probably could, I probably should, you know, with a Fitbit or, uh, or an aura ring to test like my deep sleep and stuff like that. But I, I know how well I slept based on how I feel in the morning when my son comes in ready to party at 6am every morning. And so um, for me, it was fun to test out the different layers and how my body responded to that. Uh, but I digress. How important was it for you to design a pillow that, that was as, with, with as least amount of toxins as possible? Like, was that from the get go something that was really important to you or did you just see, receive feedback and, and integrate that in? Uh, honestly, you know, the, the, the funny thing about that is, is the fact that when I, again, when I first went into design, I really had, uh, I, I really got educated on the poor practices when it comes to developing products that are done to cut corners and cut costs. So yeah, I, I didn't really go in there consciously thinking that, but when I started, when I started comparing products, you know, and asking why they're less expensive or ask why it weighs less, then I started getting a, a real life education on what's out there. So I'm not going to dog on necessarily specific products, but you, you get what you pay for. That's for sure. Um, when it comes to the pillow itself, um, again, some of it was design. It, it didn't, I've had people use things differently in, in the product. As you said, it comes with four layers uh, and then a, a, it's a bamboo fiber kind of case. And the case was basically made so it kind of keeps the layers in intact, so in place, so that they don't move around. But what a lot of people use it for is just a straight pillowcase. So they'll use that for their pillowcase and then they'll wash it because they like the bamboo fiber. It's a little cooler. Um, I, like you, put a pillowcase over it, well, my wife, because she wants it to look a certain way. Um, so back to the, back to how it looks, you know, the way we pick out pillows, it's funny, you know, <laughs> how it looks or how it seems like it would feel versus what it actually does. Um, you know, I thought if we actually picked out pillows for what they do, this should be a no brainer, but, um, I, I also digress. So let's go back to <laughs> the design. So, so yeah, I was ha really happy to have it USPR certified so that we use low chemicals and we put it in a, a bamboo fiber pillowcase. 
my son has allergies and asthma, and so we wanted something that wouldn't affect him as well, that he could sleep well on night at night. And then it comes in kind of this little, like you explained, a little travel case. Um, and, and that's part of the magic and why I believe that we have its success. We ship it. It's not crunched up or crumbled up or rolled up. It's shipped ready to go, uh, and again, in a bigger box. But don't let it deceive you. You can actually still travel with it. I've taken it on a carry-on with all of my uh, carry-on uh, clothes and and stuff in one suitcase to the Bahamas and back. So uh, yeah, it's a big pillow, uh, but it can flatten down if you want it to and still regain its shape. Um, but uh, again, the design, did I have that thought going into it? I, I, I mean, I knew I knew about it, but I've, I was really educated. I think like anyone when they go into the process on what really is entailed. Yeah, you mentioned travel and there is nothing worse than going to a hotel on vacation where you're trying to relax and unwind and have a fun experience and you're at this hotel with this shitty pillow and you wake up and you have that kink in your neck and you're at the beach and you're uncomfortable and it's because of this pillow that's not yours. Not only are you not used to it, but it's probably really cheap and it's probably really toxic and it's flat and it's like, uh, that's, that's one of the worst things. And I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to take my perfect fit pillow with me, um, for our trips. We've got a couple coming up and, and I, and I have found, I found, found the pillow that I like. Before before we take this episode home, I wanted to uh, I wanted to ask about the firmness of beds. Do you have an opinion on whether or not a softer or firmer mattress is better or worse for you, or is it sort of um, dependent on your body composition and what you like? Yeah, so that's exactly right. A lot of it has to do with uh, what type of sleep you're on. Oftentimes, side sleepers like a, a medium mattress, uh, back sleepers like a more firm mattress for support. What I typically have gotten the best success with in recommendations, though, and I feel bad because you've already purchased, <laughs> you spent so much money on a bed, but I tell people don't spend a lot of money on your bed right off the bat. Get a firm, maybe a firm mattress to start out with. Uh, and then, and then, especially if you've got two people in a bed who maybe sleep differently, start off with a four inch thick, five pound density memory foam. Again, it's a high density memory foam, so it's going to be supportive, but those are again, hard to come by because they are heavier. It costs more to ship, but a good four pound density memory foam topper. And usually if you put that on, then you're going to sleep pretty well, whether you're a side sleeper, back sleeper, or even the dreaded stomach sleepers. And so typically that's my recommendation. Those memory foam toppers, you can get a good one for you know, two to 300 bucks shipped to your house and you can try it out. Don't go to, you know, don't go, don't go to a store close by and get them because again, it's going to be a lighter product. It's going to probably be like a one and a half to two pound, uh, density memory foam. And when we talk about density, it's the amount of like sand material they put into the memory foam. And so you're you're talking about the difference between a really, really cheap produced product versus a high quality product that's going to last for years. When I made that first change to my bed, uh, because again, my wife sleeps differently. She has rods in her back um, and I myself sleep differently. When we did, when we made that change, I used, and this, this is horrible to admit, I used that same memory foam topper and mattress for eight years with no problem. And uh, it was amazing. And then when it started breaking down, I was so sad because uh, the company, the original company, had, I, I had a hard time finding them. But we do have the same, we went back to it 
and uh, and so we're, we're sleeping good again. But yeah, that's it's always yeah. a, it's always hard to find that that good balance. You know, good sleep is important, um, and making sure you have the right support for your back. Yeah, I mean, I, I I get paranoid about dust mites, you know, and you know if you're using, that's why we went with, that's why we broke the bank and went for the organic bed is 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 that the dust mites don't hang out, um, they don't, they're they're not attracted, they don't get stuck in the actual mattress and the bedding, uh, which was important to us. You know, I guess everybody's got their things that they're that they obsess over. For 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 us, it was beds for a while, and then we bought beds for our kids that were organic and organic latex, and and we've been really happy with them. And our kids sleep well. It's you know we're sort of militant about sleep at my house. You know, we I grew up this way. You know, I had a I had a bedtime of eight o'clock. I like in up until high school, like I was in bed really early, and at the time I hated it. But in retrospect, I did need it. Like I played hard. Um, uh, I needed my rest, and so we, we we handle it the same way. And now I, you know, honestly, I, I look I look forward to my sleep, and and I yeah, I really enjoy my. It sounds a lot like an infomercial, and I'm and I'm realizing that as we're talking, and I really don't want people to be turned off because this is my honest this is my honest opinion about the use of of the perf- perfect fit pillow. Um. Well. Um, what I like to do with everybody, uh, this final question is a fill in the blank question. Um, before I ask it though, um, where can people find you? Where can they listen to your podcast? Where can they get the pillow? Just like this is your opportunity to plug away. Yeah. So the podcast can be found at Heal on iTunes or at any podcast player at Heal Better Fast. The website is HealBetterFast.com. And the pillow itself can be ordered at perfectfitpillows.com. That's with an S, perfectfitpillows.com. And for your listeners, again, this is a this is a high quality, pretty expensive, it's $119 retail uh, pillow. Uh, if they use the code OPTIMAL, all capitalized OPTIMAL50, number 50, OPTIMAL50, they can get $50 off their Perfect Fit pillow. Um, and that's just for your listeners. And so, yeah, perfectfitpillows.com and healbetterfast.com. Lovely, lovely. So, if you would please fill in the blank with this final question before we take it take it home. Um, based on everything that you know, regardless of the topics, if you would please fill in the blank. Everyone would benefit from knowing. Oh, that's the blank. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the blank. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. So people like no. lean forward, knowing Sean stopped talking. Every Doctor Pound, everyone would benefit from knowing. Everyone would benefit from knowing the source of their pain. So when it comes to pain, again, going back to decoding the pain, I'm I'm gonna create a pain decoder and I'm gonna put it, you know, put it on everything because I truly believe just like the check engine light, once you have that little mechanism of figuring out what's going on, you know, everyone's going to benefit from that. So every that I truly believe that from my heart that really knowing what the cause of whatever's going on is how to fix the root of the problem. Dr. Michael Pound, thank you very much for joining us today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. And that is that. And that is that. 
I enjoyed this conversation because the pillow is such a thing that we take for granted. You know, we, we just find whatever works and seeing how we sleep for one third of our entire lives, man, oh man, you might as well inspect and find a pillow that really works for you, that helps you sleep, that supports your spine, that doesn't exacerbate any other sort of pain or physical ailment that you're dealing with. You know, I come from the frame of thought that it's worth inspecting, investigating, and investing in things that you're going to use every single day. You know, um, good shoes, a bed, a pillow, jeans, television, you know, your car. Finding the thing that works for you that you know is going to give you a better quality of life every single day because you're going to wear it or use it or watch it every day, then I think it's worth looking into. And this really is the best pillow I've ever had. And just to remind everybody, the code is OPTIMAL50 for $50 off the perfect fit pillow. I think before I turn the microphones off for today's episode, I'll do a little bit of self-promotion. If you are looking to upgrade in your life, in your mind, in your body, in your spirit, in your purpose, in your performance, I can help. Go to seanmccormick.com. I'm a life coach and performance coach, and I do workshops, and I help people get what they want fast. And some of you have reached out recently to connect with me on a coaching basis. And so I figured that I would let everybody else know how they can get a hold of me. Send me an email, sean at seanmccormick.com or sean at naturalstacks.com and say, hey, I heard you're a coach. I heard the thing. Uh, And we'll book a call. We'll book a free intro phone call, short coaching session to deal with something that you have a problem with something that you are looking to solve and we'll walk through it together. Thank you everybody for listening and I will see you on the internet.